today on CityCast Denver. Janae Burris is one of my favorite Denver comedians. I remember coming across her hilarious work a few years ago through her group, The Pussy Bros. But at this point, she's a Denver comedy scene staple, dare I say, a legend. And she's finally recording her first comedy special at the Aurora Fox Theater this month. But with one giant variable, Janae's nine months pregnant. Will she get to her due date with a comedy record in the bag or is she gonna deliver on stage? I'm kidding, but I did ask her all of these things on today's show. Today is Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Good morning. Sorry, Good morning. that only took 12 minutes. I set this up last night. It's Whatever. okay. No, no, I was ready. I was like watching the clock and everything. And I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> and then, nope. You're all good. Janae Burris, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thanks for having me. So you're filming your first comedy special next week. Um, and you've been doing comedy for like a decade and a half. Why, why do this special now? First, thanks for calling it my first, because uh, I do feel like you got to just go ahead and tape something. Uh, I'm doing it now because I got to do something. My life's about to change in a tremendous way. And I feel this odd pressure to put it on record. Mm. And how is your life about to change? Oh, well, I'm expecting my first child. And uh, we say first, but come on, let me be realistic. <laughs> uh, it's probably my only child because this is truly the end of the world. I knew it when I got pregnant. I was like, oh, these are the end times. Okay. Um, and I, I just don't know how my life's going to change, really. I, I know it's going to be wonderful and magical. And thank you, everybody, for all the positive vibes. But it makes me feel like old Janae is out of here. A lot of my my jokes along the way over this decade. They're all about me, very self-centered, you know, living my single untethered life. And already before the child is here, my life is now tethered and changed. And I just feel this tremendous desire and, and need to put it on record. And I can't keep waiting for HBO to call. I guess they don't have my number anymore. Uh, so <laughs> I got to do it myself. No, I mean... I recently, I have a 10-month-old. I had my first baby at 40, so. You know, congratulations. Thank you. Um, I, I feel you on that change. It's weird. Also, you're going to be, someone's going to be calling you mom. Just Oh, God. Other people will call you mom. You'll be referred to as someone's mom. I think that's the the weirdest part for me is I'll, like, go to a doctor's appointment, and I'm like, hi, I'm Montgomery's mom, and I'm here, and I'm, like, still, like, I'm someone's mom? Yeah. Yeah, all of that is already happening and already tripping me out. Like, and forgive my voice, too. Since I've been pregnant, my voice changed already. Because <laughs> everything like, changes. Everything changes. I sound like Miley Cyrus, like if she swallowed a bag of rocks or something after a cigarette. And it's like, well, lock it in before it changes again. Um, 
I, I'm a different person already. I'm, my partner keeps saying, I don't know why he started doing this, but he's like, is mom ready for a smoothie? I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> you know what's weird is I was just talking about this. I don't even call my husband by his name anymore. I just refer to him as daddy. I know. I'm like, well, daddy says. And I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> totally weird. We got to cut Mike Pence some slack for calling his wife mother. <laughs> I know. I've never identified with Mike Pence until <laughs> now calling my husband daddy. <laughs> I don't want to overload you with advice because I'll tell you that was the most annoying part about being pregnant is everybody's like, let me tell you. And you're like, how about you don't tell me? And it's fine out. with me. I think we're all trying to rescue each other. We're all just trying to help. Like, I'm taking it that way. And I know all of the advice doesn't stick. Best yeah. advice I got so far, top of my pregnancy, one of my sisters was like, no matter what, don't hold any farts in. And I was like, that's been like the best advice this whole entire beautiful, most beautiful time of my life. I mean, the social, also the social sort of acceptance of pregnant women is like, sorry, I'm, I'm pregnant. That's <laughs> right. all you have to say. Sorry, I just crop dusted this whole restaurant. Sorry. I'm, I'm pregnant. Crop I dusted can't. for two now, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I am blown away because <clears throat> when I was pregnant, I did not want to do anything but lay down. I was miserable. Yes. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to go out and um, star in a play and <laughs> like, how are you feeling? How are you doing this? You know, I appreciate hearing that, Brie, because I only want to lay down, too. Um, so I'm going to say about 20 hours of my day is laying. So nobody feel sorry for me, please. Um, but this is the third play I'm in while being pregnant. I want to call this pregnancy this season. So it's three plays and now this big comedy special. What can you tell me about this upcoming special? I mean, without giving too much away, but what are what are you thinking about? It's going to be at the Aurora Fox in their studio space. I'm a theater gal and before I became a, a stand-up gal. And so I always feel good in a theater space, and that was important to me. It's very intimate, and it's going to be a combination of my jokes, if you've ever heard my jokes. I gained some weight over the last year during the pandemic. On purpose, I gained 12 pounds on purpose, all right? It's the end of the world, okay? It's the apocalypse. I'm not gonna be skinny during the apocalypse. Is you crazy? I packed it on, baby. I wanna kick down zombies during this apocalypse. And also some stories. I'm calling it like a solo taping, like a solo show or one woman show because there's a little pressure with stand up getting laughs per minute. And I just want to take the pressure off myself. Like if the laughs come, they're they're icing on the cake. I call the special long overdue because first of all, you need a pun. You got to have a good pun. Um, but besides being pregnant, um, I've been doing stand-up for so long and I'm not the same person. I want to burn those jokes. I also just love the the recorded, this is record of you. Like you're making a record of yourself. And I think that's the frustrating part to me with creative people is I want a record of that as your fan I want to be able to go back and listen to you at that time and so you're finally creating that that permanent piece of artwork yeah and it's it's certainly long overdue but I didn't I didn't know it was my place as a creator as a, as a performer we often wait for someone else to tell us it's okay we wait for someone else to say now you are worthy to be recorded. Now you are worthy to sell an album. 
and you're worthy to do a special. And it's like, you know what? There's something about this. I didn't know I could be a mom. I didn't know I could have kids. I didn't know I could be a pregnant woman. And I'm like, okay, maybe I was wrong about waiting for the recording. Maybe I can do all of these things. I can do three plays and I can record a special. Absolutely. I mean, you've done so much outside of that. You know, you've started comedy groups. You've done, I mean, you've done things all over the city. You've really established our comedy scene is a legit place to be that other people want to be a part of, you know? I mean, and you yourself too, right? You you came from LA, which is always an interesting thing to me. Is like you come from a place where there's opportunities for comedians, but it's a different scene here in in Denver. And I wonder, how do you feel about the, the comedy scene in Denver? I love the comedy scene in Denver. Um, being from LA, it's, it's like, yeah, it's shiny on paper. It's shiny on TV, but most of us are not on TV. Most of us are not in movies. Most of us just live there or survive being there. And coming to this sort of smaller market, it just feels more accessible. Like I actually get to meet people. I've always felt like a talented person. I've always been in the arts as a kid. I never felt um, insecure about that. I felt good about what I was doing. Like if you work hard, you take the classes, you learn from the right people, you read the right books, do the work, you can shine. But in LA, it's, nobody can see your shine. It's it's just like your shine is, is, you're just amongst other shiny people. Yes. And then I, you come to Denver and you can literally talk to other creators. There's like real greatness here in Denver and you could actually meet those people and touch those people. And they recommend yeah. you and they remember your name and they email someone else on your behalf. Like that tripped me out a couple of years into being in Denver when people started to say so-and-so recommended you. It's like someone remembered me. I don't have to beg for it. That's wild. Yeah. I really appreciate that perspective because <clears throat> I grew up here and I think sometimes I take that aspect for granted that that true community exists. And I've been that small fish in a big pond myself. I lived in New York for a year and it was so hard to yeah. do so much. And then I came back home and I was like, oh, I want to start a music festival. Just start one. Just start and one. Yeah. And I think you make a great point. There's people that will vouch for you and yeah. get you onto shows and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but what what brought you to comedy in the first place? How did you go from, you know, obviously you're an actor, but how did you get into this world? I wish that my story was more special, but it's basically like, <laughs> first of all, I got my degree in my undergrad degree in avant-garde theater. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. I paid for a degree in avant-garde theater. And then I went out into the world of L.A. and I was like, I'm a trained actor. Hire me. <laughs> Look at my resume. Look at who I've worked with. I've done Brecht. And no one cared. <laughs> no one cared. And I kept getting these cool opportunities. Like I auditioned for something like at NBC. And I remember in the callbacks, they were like, so do you sing or do stand up comedy? And I was like, no. <laughs> and. I got asked that question a couple more times in like big auditions and I felt embarrassed and I was like, I don't want to say no anymore. And so I took a basic stand-up comedy class where we got to do our showcase at the Hollywood Improv in front of friends and family. You know, she kept telling us it's going to be a warm audience. Don't worry about it. But in, to my credit, I would say I was one of the funniest people in class. I'd say that. Um, and I did that one class and I was like, oh, I get it. 
Yeah. What what advice would you give someone who's stepping into comedy? I'm thinking about, you know, women that want to be in this. You're a black woman in comedy. That's not I, – I, there's a lot of white guys out there. So I'm just – I'm glad you said it first because it I mean, always sounds a little biased when I say it because I say it. A I'll lot. say it. I've seen <laughs> too many white guys doing stand up. And I just wonder what's that what's what's your one piece of advice for someone that wants to get into this? Um, don't quit. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You get better every time you do it. And build relationships. Support other people. We're not crabs in a barrel. We don't have to fight for jobs. We can support each other. Um your story is valid. Your sense of humor, somebody's going to like it if you keep doing it. <laughs> um, I, I see a lot of new comics, like, they'll lament on social media, like, I'm great. I'm so funny. Why isn't anybody booking me? You guys are sleeping on my talent. It's like, oh, Ooh, we don't know you. Who are you? <laughs> That's a bad look. <laughs> Show, okay. And then I have to get hit him in the DMs and say, hey, it's Auntie Nene here. Um <laughs> Take that down. Yes. You sound ridiculous. Uh, go to so watch somebody else's show. I'd say watch, too. A lot of people don't get that. Comedy Works has an open-door policy for new comedians. If there's room in the house, they'll let you come and watch. Wow. And I learned so much by watching. It's that other stuff. It's the not just me. You know, you can write the funniest work in the world, but if you're not doing the other work, it's not yeah. going to matter. Yeah. So... You're due, when are you due? End of April. End of April. <laughs> uh, like, will this episode be out before? Oh, yes. I'm more concerned. I'll be honest with you. I'm concerned that you booked to do your special while you're this close. Like, if what if you what if you have your baby early? You're going to do the special from the hospital? Or what's your plan? If people will pay for that, yes. <laughs> I will be happy to. Um <laughs> If this baby's like me or his, if this baby's at all like me or his father, he's going to be late. Um, <laughs> quite late. <laughs> That's my brand, late, generally. Uh, but I just feel like I've had a great, healthy pregnancy and I'm going to go full term. So I'm not too worried about it, but I hope that people would grant me some grace if I need to reschedule. And uh, I will be happy to bring the baby on stage with me if if, if he comes out. Soon, and we have to reschedule. That'll be the bonuses. I will have him on stage with me. He's been on stage this whole time. Uh, his resume's <laughs> looking good. Janae Burris, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Just two ladies in their 40s talking about pregnancy. <laughs> what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> and here's what else is happening in Denver today. State lawmakers are looking to address the long-running problem of texting and driving. According to Axios, advocates say 42 crashes a day happen in Colorado related to distracted driving. Legislators hope to close an existing loophole that requires proof that drivers were using their phones in, quote, a careless way, which is, you know, subjective. So this would basically make all phone use behind the wheel illegal. In more politics news, my pillow guy Mike Lindell made an appearance on the steps of the state capitol yesterday with other election deniers like indicted Mesa County clerk Tina Peters. Colorado Times recorders Heidi Beadle tweeted that there were maybe 200 people in attendance to watch speakers spread false conspiracy theories that the election was stolen from former President Donald Trump. 
Want more election conspiracy weirdness? Head over to denver.citycast.fm forward slash newsletter to subscribe and read more from our very own Peyton Garcia. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us and rate the show five stars wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. In more election news, my pillow guy, I'm saying it like he's my guy, like he's my pillow guy. Gross. I don't have a pillow guy. Okay.